Hello everybody, welcome back to Evolve with Miss Faye. Today is another exciting episode, one that I have been waiting for for a long time because um, we tried to do this episode a few times, but the network just wouldn't let us be, the network wouldn't let us win. But finally, we're in the same room together. My first episode that I'm recording live with someone in the same room as me. I'm really excited to uh, introduce this episode to you. But before we do that, I just want to say welcome back to our um, regular listeners. And if you're new here, welcome as well to Evolve with Miss Faye. Be sure to rate us and just drop a rating, drop uh, some feedback. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me at Miss Faye Living or at Miss Faye with a double F on Twitter. So anyway, without wasting any more, uh, any more of your time, I would like to introduce to you someone very special to my heart. Somebody who's seen my tears, who's seen my cries, who's seen my love, someone who's seen me grow, who's seen me mess up, who's seen everything. Someone who gets to see the raw deal every single day, the unedited, unfiltered version of me. Uh, and that's my sister, Shami. So Shami, welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have you here. And I cannot wait to talk to you about grief and to hear what your take is on grief. Um, but before we start, can you introduce yourself? Tell us one interesting thing about you and um, give us, uh, I know you're an introvert. So I'm going to ask you one thing that most people don't know about introverts. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, so my name is Shami and yeah, definitely I'm an introvert and one thing interesting about me, um, about also being an introvert is other than the norm, the normal common thing that people would probably associate me with, which is singing. Other than that, I would say thinking out loud mm. yeah so because introverts we 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 think deeply mm. and we we contemplate so much on things and most of the times it's like when there's nobody to speak to because mm. we're not extroverts as you know in that way sometimes when there's nobody to speak to we can either journal down what we feel or just think out loudly mm -hmm. which can be very weird okay. if people pass by yeah. So that is interesting. <laughs> I, I can't imagine myself like talking out loud. Yeah. I mean, I probably sing more than I talk loud. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like expressing something, but loudly. Okay. And then if is that because you don't have anyone by... to talk to, or is it just because you're. I, feel, I, I like to describe <laughs> introverts as weirdos. Exactly. That's part of it. Yeah. That's okay. part of it. So it's, it, it can be. Well, first of all, we don't have so many people that we talk to with okay. the few people that we talk to, but sometimes we don't talk to them every day Yeah, because it's weird to us. It's like, yeah. I can't be talking to you every day. I just need space with myself, with yourself, but yeah. space with myself sometimes means, you talking know, to yourself. yes. <laughs> but I feel like that's, that's like, um, that's like he, like, I think that's maturity to be yeah. able to talk to yourself because I, I feel as an extrovert, I have to be heard. Someone has to hear me. And exactly. I, don't, I don't care whether you're listening or not. <laughs> yeah. But as long as I know that there's somebody on the other side of the line, yeah. 
Um, okay, I have, I have one more question for you. Yeah. How has our friendship helped you? Because I feel like our relationship yeah. should be what every relationship should be. Yeah. Because we are the total opposites. We definitely. Every, every <laughs> single thing, you are the opposite of me. Yeah. But somehow... Yes. We work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you know, it's helped me so much because... When you have, I and that's for sure, I have other introvert friends, mm. which is good in some ways, mm. but it's not really good sometimes because you become so used to your own world and you forget the beauty of other things out there, like the beauty of extrovert people, how mm. free-spirited they are, how how much they like having conversations every day. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how much they like going out and planning things. Mm. So that on its own with you, because you're you're on the extrovert side, mm. it has helped me to see life differently in a yeah, way. To come out of your shell. Come bit. out of my shell, which yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I've learned to be quiet. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've learned to be quiet and to take some time off. And I think even like taking some time off Instagram and stuff. I feel like I find that from you. Mm. Like just saying, nah, you need to, you need to have some things to yourself Mm. because I feel like before I was literally an open book Mm. and you could tell, like, I I remember even like back then, if Munya annoyed me or anything, I would take down all the photos, man. I was like, get off my page. I I don't want anything to do with you. Then the next thing you're in good books. But that's me. And you can almost... You can almost read me. I think mm. if you really know me, you can read and you can tell my mood. So mm. I'm learning to be private mm. and learning to keep some things for myself and learning that that's okay. But anyway, that's not the conversation. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we drift a lot, <laughs> yeah. but we're talking about grief. Um, and I think for us, that's probably one of the most common ground why we re- why we relate to each other in that way mm-hmm. because we've all lost a big part of our lives mm-hmm. at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so without getting into too much details, can you tell us your experience with grief? Right. So my experience, yeah, is a bit heavy. <clears throat> but mm. in summary, yeah. Um, so I lost my parents. I lost my brother. Um, he was the only sibling that I had. So mm-hmm. pretty much just looking at that whole situation is like I lost my entire family mm-hmm. and it's just me being the only person alive. So I lost my dad when I was, no, first of all, I lost my mom when I was three and a half. And then my dad when I was five going on, on, on five. And then my brother when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like three griefs right there. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's a lot to break down, but yeah, it's uh it's been a roller coaster, mm. and also I grew up in a culture where, you know, African culture is like get on with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. when when things get tough, it's like get on with it. Feelings are not talked about, mm. and it's even worse when it's grief for a child. Yeah. Because the people who are left to take care of you, they in their best of interest, they want mm. to help you to move forward, be part of um the the life situation that is going on at that time. Mm. But they're also forgetting that you're caring so much mm. grief that you still you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the challenge as well growing up in such a culture. Mm-hmm. And and obviously like you lost your you lost your mom first when you were three. Mm. Did you understand that like what's the difference between the loss of your mom and the loss of your brother? 
and I know that you all love them very much, but mm. I'm just trying to look at the time difference. Mm. Which one hurt more or which one cut the deepest? You see, that that's a very interesting question because when I lost my mom, I was very young. I don't even remember. I only remember, I have one memory, which is a bit hazy mm. um, on, you know, the whole death situation when she died, the funeral and stuff. But it's so hazy and... Yeah. And then with my brother, I was more in touch with mm. the situation. I had memories with him. I had built up memories with mm. him. So mm. I was more in touch with the reality of it. So it hurt more. Mm. But moving forward as life moved on and getting older, I actually realized that it starts to come back. So some of the things mm. that we experience, even as little children, mm. you'll be shocked along the way when you get older. And then all of a sudden you have this massive flow of memory of mm, something mm. that happened or um whenever you look at that person's picture you cry mm. so much and you can't mm. explain why only understand. to hear from someone else mm. like in my case with my mom i had to hear from my cousin that she when she told me as a grown-up to be like hey mm. you, you you might not remember mm-hmm. um when your mom passed away but we saw you mm. you were so broken you mm. would cry and no one would you know we'll try to console you comfort you and no one mm. would try to no get to you so you cry so much mm. and yeah. i think i think it's i think it's also a thing of you know like we read that book uh by oprah about trauma and healing oh yes yeah. and she talks about that the from infancy children don't forget mm. and i feel like i don't know how you feel about this but i i think that not even just the african culture but i feel like most cultures don't know how to explain death to a child and it's something that's brushed off uh and for me personally the thing that i struggled with was in my is dealing with the little girl in my adulthood Mm. so when people meet you they ex there's a certain expectation that they feel like you're mature you know what you're doing so Mm. you may be 30 but actually you're probably stuck in the third year of your life yeah you know you're three so for me because no one explained to me that my dad had died and I didn't understand it and no one tried to make me understand the belief that I grew up was believing that all men live eventually mm. because they just said, Oh, your dad, your dad is gone. He's going to work. And you know, how does lie to you and things like that? Yes. And I, all I remember is that he left and he never came back. So mm. I internalized this as a, as a, as a woman now. And I'm like, you know what? Even in relationships, all men live mm. and that's not always true and mm. you know that and that would now affect how you see things how you view relationships because mm. inside you that's what you believe and until you go to therapy or you mm. do some internal work to try and deconstruct that and say actually no not all men live my father died he didn't leave mm. but you you can see it in your behavior and until you sit down and, you, and look at your behavior you may you may never notice but you start to see to say this is why I'm this way. Yes. This is why I'm that way. Yes. And um and people don't realize that grief can affect you in such a way. Yeah. Uh how do you how do you see culture in grief? Like is there anything that we can do differently or do you think that kids just don't understand so we should just leave it at that? You see that's the interesting thing. It's it has a lot to do with culture, but I think universally Mm. There's a lot of misunderstanding about 
childhood grief as well. Mm. So in general, people mostly are more open to come forth and be there for the adult people who mm. experience grief. And then with the children, it's like, oh, they're just kids. They don't understand it or they're still young and, mm. you know, it, it doesn't affect them as much mm. for a child, you know, who's experiencing grief. Whereas it's actually the opposite. Mm. So there's more effect on um, death for a child than for mm. an adult. Mm. But in reality, people associate more uh, with the adult than with, with the, the child. child. Yeah. So it's, it's quite interesting. And um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of education that has to go on, mm. on, on, on that from that point of view to say mm. children are actually affected more mm. by grief because at some point they're going to grow up and mm. being adults and we all know that when the brain is developing mm. the the stage where a child is the stage where a child is young and that's where the brain is really mm. developing that's where it's it's been thriving mm. thriving and taking on all these mm. concepts of what is right and what is truth what is not Mm. So it's actually more sensitive. Mm. So imagine if then there's a negative thing or traumatic thing that happens like death. Mm. It's even so sensitive, the effect of it mm. on a child's brain. Mm -hmm. You know, but in reality, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I think there's definitely miseducation, especially about kids forget. I don't think yeah. kids forget because even up to now, I mean, now I'm now it's something that I've I've worked on and I'm all right with it. Mm. But I used to watch if I watched movies or if I saw something or heard someone that this person had died, that would affect me. Mm. And every single time I heard that this person had died, even if I didn't know them, mm. it felt as if I was experiencing my father's funeral mm. all over again. Mm. And I don't even remember like what you're saying that the details are hazy. But I remember that feeling of of being left, of being abandoned. Yeah. And, and it's like you're dependent on these people and suddenly you're left. I, I don't want to reach too much, but I almost feel like I don't know. I've, I was never dumped as a child. Yeah. But I almost feel like it's the same feeling of, you know, when you're dumped by a parent. Yes. Because you don't understand at the time and you just feel like... They left me. Yeah. How could he leave me? Yeah. And then when they say, oh, he's coming back. You know, it's like I remember one auntie saying, oh, yeah, you'll come back. But how do you say you come back to a child? Because yeah. you're inciting that hope in them and you're forever looking out. And then we then went from a phase of, oh, no, he died. And then we were having nightmares because my dad's picture was on the thing. Because oh. we just didn't understand. So it's like, he died. Is he a ghost now? Yeah, is he yeah. going to come back? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like you're, you're afraid of your father coming back as a ghost. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yo, you better, yes. you better not. And we didn't sleep. And until my, my mom had to take down all the pictures mm. because no one could sleep. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's those experiences. And I also don't understand, you know, when a child is sexually abused or physically mm. abused, the people tend to be more lenient and they are, they're open to taking that child for therapy mm, uh, mm -hmm. and counseling. Mm. But, you know, with, with death, it's like, nah, they'll forget about exactly. it. They, they never met that person. But even if they never did, there would always be questions. Yeah. Um, so obviously looking at it now, how, do, how did you deal with it? Because when I look at you on some days, I really wonder how... 
how are you smiling? <laughs> like, how how are you living life? Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, there's a consolation that, you know what, at least I have my mom. Mm. But for you, mm. it's like, I'm all alone. Yeah. How did you come to that, to that point of being okay with it? Because it's, oh, I yeah. think for me, it's like, how how are you okay with it? And how how is life for you? Yeah, um, you know, that's that, that's a good question. Yes. Uh, so, you know, like with grief, the stages that you go through mm. and it takes time with those stages and you can never put a timeline to, mm. to those stages. And I think for me, um, I've had to go through those stages unknowingly, but still going through them. You know, like sometimes mm. when people go into therapy, it, it's more obvious. Mm. But in a culture where I grew up in, I didn't go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So those stages were just happening naturally and mm. f- according to their own timelines. And I would say I went through a stage of denial, mm. not really, especially when my brother died, just mm. realizing that, oh, yeah, crap, I'm literally by myself. Mm. I remember the day when I received the news, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm by myself now. Mm. So I went through a, a process of, you know, denial. Mm. And then for a long time, I think I was stuck in that Mm. to a point where when people would ask me about family, I wouldn't even mention my brother to be part of Mm. my family. I'll be like, oh, I was just born just one. Mm. I was just being alone. Yeah, alone Mm. child in that Mm. sense. So, yeah, went through denial. And then I went through when the reality started to set in, I went through the stage of really accepting it for mm. what it is because when for my situation being in um the only person surviving mm. when it came to family gatherings i would see the mm. difference you know it's like or oh, your auntie's family your uncle's family is here your other uncle's family is here mm. and from shami it's like it's just shami yeah so that on its own was hard to see, mm. but I've, I had to accept it. Mm. So I think also being an introvert, it's like you have those time alone where you just inter, uh, contemplate. Mm-hmm. And as well, being a Christian helped a lot Yeah, because I prayed a lot. Mm. So during those moments, I had to accept the hard things. Mm. And from accepting, it becomes easier. Mm. So it's like I can move forward seeing the differences mm-hmm. in the world that, oh, my, my uncle's family is a perfect family unit. Everyone is there mm. and my auntie is the same. And myself, it's just myself. So it becomes easier when those differences start to play mm-hmm. into, the, into my real world mm-hmm. because I've accepted it, mm-hmm. that it is what it is. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I think mostly it had to do with me being a Christian that held mm. me down mm-hmm. to really not look outside to compare my life mm. to other people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you view yourself as the lucky one or as the, or as the cursed one? You know, I... Because obviously yes. you're, the, you're the only one remaining. Yes. Some people, is, is it a... My glass is half full or my glass is half empty how do you view your life are you are you grateful because you know like i always think that you know if god forbid if we were ever to be stuck in in such a situation i would rather go because i know the pain yes of of being the only one left and thinking why was i left exactly um so how do you view your life and how how did you come to to that you know to your choice of viewing your life you know to say, am I lucky 
or am I the unlucky one? Yes. So it, I start. I the first time I was looking into whole into all of this, I viewed myself as definitely the cursed one. Mm. Like, why am I here? I wish I could have just gone with my brother, or mm. maybe his life or mine. Mm. You know, and that's it. Comes from a place of so much hurt mm. Mm. and so much emotions mm. about the whole thing. And sometimes logic is is important as well, mm. you know. So, logic in Christianity, because mm. I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. so we have uh, this this um, element of faith mm. in Christianity, mm. and that requires logic as a mm. Christian. It doesn't require emotions. Mm. So when I when I when I the more I got closer to God, the more I grew mm. in my Christian life. That's the more I started to see and view myself as actually mm. the miracle because my name says it for mm. itself mm. you know and looking into the the behind story of how i was actually born mm. that on its own ended up giving me the the signal to say hey you're actually a miracle mm. so also it was now a relief of all of the emotions that mm. i've always carried mm. feeling you know down about the situation and more of like logical point of view to say i'm a christian and there's something mm. called faith and i was born out of faith mm. and my name speaks for it mm. so definitely i'm a miracle because mm. that's what my name means as well mm. so yeah mm. it, it had to take a while for yeah. me to get there okay who named you my father oh, my father okay. named oh, me cute. yeah yeah yeah, no. I think I think I was no. Yeah. My mother named did I I don't know who named me, but yeah. I know they gave me a name that even up to now nobody knows. I really? don't know. Yeah, my father <laughs> So went, I don't even know that name? No, 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 no one <laughs> I have to know that no, name until, after this whole until, session. Until I die. That name can never get what out. What do you mean? Because it's not my name. Okay. I, I refuse, but that was the name that my yeah. father wanted me to be called. Oh, okay. Because it was my grandmother's name. And you know oh, how you, they, they named yes. people in Yes, back in I have a second name yeah. from my aunties as yeah. well. Yes. But it was not a nice name. And and my mm. mother had to, you know, I thank God for my mom. My mom was like, my child would never be associated with that yes. name. Because it was, a, you know, names are powerful. Like oh, what yes. you're saying. Um, so it was, it was that, um, it was... It was, yeah, we thank God for that. Um, But let's look at, you know, in relationships, Mm. how has grief helped or or Mm. changed your relationships? Not just, you know, romantic or whatever, Mm -hmm. but just relationships with other people. Um, For me, I think grief has helped me to be more loving and more, Mm. you know, I I really want to keep a small circle of Mm. people. So I can really care for them. Mm. And it's taught me to appreciate life. Mm. Um, and even things like, you know, being angry or being upset about small things. Mm. I just look at the thing. I'm thinking, hold on. What if this is the last moment I get to see mm. this person? What if this yeah. is the last moment I get to say whatever I need to say to this person? Yeah. What would I want them to know? What would I want our last conversation to be? So that's really helped me in in thinking of, you know, like... We have life. Yeah, definitely. And that's the basic, most important thing. The ability to say, tomorrow we can try again. Yes. And we can, you know, because once you're dead, that chance is gone. How has grief helped you or 
you know sabotaged you mm. in relationships yes yeah, so you know you know how they say that relationships they make you well they they make you see more of yourself that you'd mm. never see if you're not you, you if know you if you're not alone. if you're not yeah. Uh, yeah in a relationship and definitely it also to me it's it's definitely speaks on the grief situation mm. so i had to realize that i did have some grief issues mm. uh when i stepped into a relationship a serious one and just realized well yeah it took me a while mm. as well mm. you know it's like when someone else is looking at you and be like um i think you know you need to work out on a b c d e and you're in a relationship it's like the most the first thing you'd want to do is defend yourself mm. and like mm. what you're talking about i know myself more than you know me mm. but relationships are like that that other person's like a, your mirror mm. so it took me a while to actually realize mm. that I still have some grief issues, even mm. though I'm a warrior, mm. even though I'm still, you know, this strong, resilient and, you know, empowered kind of girl coming from that situation. I still have stuff to work out. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah, definitely it helped me. And mm. that was for my self growth. Mm. And then secondly, as well, being more empathetic. Mm. You know, when you go through grief, especially as a child in a culture where children are brushed off, their feelings, they're not talked about. Mm. You learn as you grow, as you grow up to see what you want, what you don't want to be when you get older. Mm, mm. And that on its own gives you, makes you empathetic. Mm. So that means when you become an adult and you step into relationships and then whoever you're in a relationship with or in a friendship with your friend, your partner or husband, you you you, you pay more attention mm. when they're going through things mm. because it's like you know how it feels like mm. to go through things or see issues and stuff and not being heard and stuff mm. like that. So it definitely made me more empathetic. Mm. And then, yeah, it also helped me to be more in touch with myself mm. you know to realize the the hard fact but yeah. it's a fact to realize the hard fact that not everyone will understand what i've been through yeah and that's, that's okay, okay. And that's exactly okay. yeah <laughs> because everyone has their own life journey yeah and in a relationship it's like there's this expectation that sometimes unintentionally one person would be like you have to get me the way i get myself Mm. And that's not going to happen. No. Because that person is their own person, mm. they have their own individuality. Mm. So that also it was a realization that helped me as well for self growth. Mm. Mm. So, yes, I grieve is something you carry forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I always have those other moments where I feel I, like I miss my brother and all that, but I don't I don't have to project that mm. on my on my person or on my friend all the time. Yeah. It's something that's for me that I have mm-hmm. to work out on and have the tools, you know, to work, to continuously be yeah. working out w- yeah. on. So that definitely is growth as well. Yeah. Moving yeah. forward in life. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think definitely you're forced to mature more quickly. Yes. Um, but do you also think that it made you less impatient? Because I don't know whether I, whether that's even a word. Less uh, less less tolerant, if I can say, mm. to some things. You know, when you hear someone complaining Ooh, yes. about small stuff and like it really bugs them, and you're just thinking, here you are complaining complaining about the mm. weather or the petrol. And here I am having mm. lost everything and I'm fine. Mm. And like you become you become almost just like 
I don't know, just like relaxed and and a little bit less tolerant mm. to hearing people complain about really small stuff and you just think like like I always feel like mm. if my father had the chance he would want to be alive mm. and that's a chance that he would never get. Mm. But you know, you're here, you're full of life mm. and you yes. can work, you can fix things, you have life, which means that we, as long as it's within your reach, you have another chance to get some things right. But there are some people who may not have that. So when you hear someone complaining about like the little small stuff, mm. how's your attitude towards that? Because I find sometimes I struggle mm. because I'm just like, yeah. mm, that's I, I want to relate, but come <laughs> but, on, like, yeah. like come just on now. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually relate to that. Mm. definitely i would say yes less tolerant mm. but then at the same time to that because i'm empathetic so i'm trying mm. to relate to situations so less tolerant and also empowering mm. so it's like if if there's another person who you know present to me a situation and i cannot deny their reality of mm. what they're going through mm. even though from my perception it's like mm, but the fact that i'm empathetic now mm. i cannot deny their reality but what i can so that on its own makes me patient yeah. but in a way less tolerant as well mm. in the fact that i'm not going to tolerate that so instead i'm going to empower very quickly yeah so it's like i can hear what you say but let's but i can empower you mm. because Look at me. I I've been there, mm. and you know there's another way, another mm. you know path that you can focus yeah. on and be better and come out of it. Yeah, yeah. So you essentially become a place of hope, yes, and a place of encouragement. Yeah, and say that you know instead of us looking at this, um, let's do something because let's I, do something yeah. about yeah. it exactly. Because yeah. I think it's also yeah. a thing where. You know, like it depends how you are as a person, as a personality. Yeah. Because my personality is, I do not like, I, <laughs> I don't like people complaining. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, I wanna <laughs> let's think of a solution. Yes. You know, let's. But some people almost like to just complain, mm. and I think it's something that I have to learn. Like, okay, maybe, mm. maybe they just wanna talk about it, mm. and because as soon as you like, okay, um, at work. You know, I've been told this, this, this. I'm already thinking like, girl, we need another job. Is the CV mm. updated? Mm. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe they don't want that. Maybe they just want to talk about it. Mm. But I think it's it's also a learning progress. It's yes. a thing that now I am aware of that, yes. you know, as much as I'm a solution-driven person, mm. that sometimes it's not always about about solution. But anyway, you've already talked uh, a lot about faith and how faith helped you with uh with grief. Did you do anything else? Did you go to therapy? You know, mm. did you have any family support on how how you dealt with it? And when when did you think that you? I know for me, I believe that you never deal with grief mm. until you deal with it to incorporate it into part of your life. Mm. But it's not a thing that you can say, I am fully over. Mm. Uh, and I think for me, it was probably when I was 25 mm. or 26 that mm. I was like, okay, I'm, I think I'm all right with this now. <laughs> like yeah. 20 years later, I'm like, yeah, okay, people yeah. die and yeah. I'm good. Yeah. As long as I'm alive and my family's alive, yeah. I'm grateful. <laughs> Um, but I still understand and I'm like, I feel sorry for those people that have lost their people because mm. I understand what that feels like. Yeah. Um, 
but also in another way in another twist so the first question is how how what what else did you do Mm -hmm. Um, my second question is also i i also because of that trauma and that experience I know that I've lost someone mm. and I've lost, I've lost a couple of people since then. My grandmother, my, you know, my grandfathers and stuff, mm. but I've also felt like, Oh God, what if people die mm. and you become more aware to that? And I think that helps me to be, to, to be more loving and to do everything that I can within my power to mm. make sure that I do everything for my mom, for my grandmother, for my brother, oh, for my sisters powerful. and my yeah. friends. Because I know that any day I've already lost yeah. someone in my life. That so this powerful. very person can also go yes. anytime. And I'm not, I'm not afraid, I'm, af- I'm not afraid of it, mm-hmm. but I know that when it happens, eventually it will hurt me. Mm. It will be something that will be painful to me. But I've started adopting an approach of I need to love you hard mm, yes. while you are alive because yes. I know that you're going to go someday. And maybe I will go before everybody. But even if it means because I'm like, just in case something happens to my family, I don't want to be that person that say I should have. Yes. I don't want that kind of life. Do you also have that in your life? So the first question is, did you do anything? Mm-hmm. And uh, now... What what are you doing knowing that death is inevitable? What mm-hmm. are some of the practical steps that you're taking towards your loved ones? Oh, yeah. So doing something about it, I definitely had to. You know, mm. this going back to the relationship thing and friendship as well to realize that, oh, actually, I had, you know, I have some grief issues to sort out. So I had to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it was actually a very complicated one because I had three griefs mm. to you know, to deal with. So that was intense. Mm. So, and those three people individually, they meant differently to Mm. me. Mm. So yeah, it was a lot. I had to go to therapy, which was good as well. Mm. But also on top of therapy, I had to personalize it Mm. because therapy can give you tools, Mm. but you have to use them to personalize it to, to what fits your situation. Mm. And what uh, something else that I had to do was to look at my my mom's story independently, mm. my dad's story, my brother's story independently. Mm. What was what were their strengths, their weaknesses? What were possibly going to be their aspirations for mm. themselves and for me as well? Mm-hmm. And that on its own is like when you personalize it. Mm-hmm. going through therapy and personalizing it, looking at that individual story, despite of their weaknesses, what else they could have wanted mm-hmm. if for you in a positive way, that on its own is empowering mm-hmm. moving forward, mm-hmm. even with grief, because you appreciate the fact that, yes, they, they, you know, they died. Yes, I'll miss them. Yes, it hurts sometimes, but this is what they would have wanted for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're thinking for them, mm-hmm. looking at the kind of person they were despite mm-hmm. of their weaknesses mm-hmm. and that helped me as well mm-hmm. so it was so empowering personally so yeah that's what i did mm-hmm. what was the other question the other question was <laughs> <laughs> the other question was like uh considering grief and death that you've experienced how is it how is it uh, like affected how you deal with your family now or the people oh, that are close to you oh yes so death i think for me now it comes naturally mm-hmm. that the people that mean a lot to me, mm-hmm. they know mm-hmm. 
mm. how much they mean a lot to me and they and I show up mm. for for them it mm. can be emo and I think for me it's like showing up for them emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. so that because I feel like mental health is such a big issue yeah. it's a yeah. big thing mm. that either someone has money or they don't or someone is having a good life or they don't mental health means a lot yeah so that's been my intention I think it comes natural especially mm. for the people who mean a lot to me mm-hmm. because I know that definitely they're gonna die at some point mm. or I'm gonna die at some point mm-hmm. and I definitely want to leave a footprint mm. on them especially if I die first mm. that she contributed so much to who I am or, mm. you know, my mental health or whatever. Yeah. So I definitely take that seriously. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's definitely interesting. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like me and you can just talk. Yeah. Ah, we, we talk, I mean, we'll, we talk we'll a lot, you know. <laughs> we're not talking about something yes. else from to this. But no, honestly, I feel like, um, as a person, Obviously, I am very, very biased. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as a person, like, I've always told you, like, yes. I, every time I look at you and I'm like, how? <laughs> like, how, God, yes. how? But I think the more I look at you is the more I see the strength of God. Mm. You know, when the Bible says that uh, they that renew this, they that, that way that upon the Lord shall renew their strength mm. as egos. And I feel like you're one of the ego in my life. When I look at you and I see what you've been through and you do not look like your situation, oh, you know, whereas you. some people, you can kind of tell like, yeah, but you don't, you, you've owned it and it's become a part of you and it's something that you embrace, but you don't embrace it in such a way that even when you start talking about it, mm. you know, it, there's some people when they start talking about like grief or their, their persons, mm. you can tell they haven't fully accepted mm. what's happened. Mm. They're almost living in denial. Exactly, but, yeah. you know, it's like the more you talk about your family, I've felt like I've met them. And I felt like I've met your mom, I've met your brother, I've met met your dad because they've become part of you and you can Mm. see how they contribute that to you. So thank you very much for coming on to the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much. I also have to say that, you know, one of the things that that drew me to you, like how you are as a person. Besides my beauty. Of course. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you're such a hot lady. Come on now. (laughs) That's obvious. (laughs) You know, besides that, you're just a positive person. Very Mm -hmm. Mm free-spirited and very empowering Mm -hmm. as well. And to me, that was the vibe. I was like, yes, I know we are different, Mm -hmm. but that it was so magnetic. Mm. It that and and I remember w- during that time as well, I wasn't really yet at that same level of being so positive and empowering and, mm. and all that. It was it was quite subtle for mm. me. But you showed up more mm. with that vibe. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know. So that's really something that I really appreciate about you. Mm-hmm. And your selflessness as well. Thank you, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, those are some uh, of your the bias the new way that I like about you. Yes. Yeah, no. But no, thanks. Thank you. Like I feel like obviously definitely this is this is definitely uh something that 
we needed to do and something that we'll talk about. Mm. I think after this, we I we need I need to move on to lighter, lighter <laughs> topics. <laughs> oh yeah, because definitely. You, 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 you. Like you know when you go back and you're yeah. like, ah, God, like what was that? Yes. Like you know, and you see the hand of God. But I think in everything, it's just it's a thing where I I try and be as real as I can. And mm. I try and make sure that anything that I put out, I can put my chest to it. Mm. And something that I've been through, something that I mm. know, I know what I'm talking about, I've experienced. And mm. I don't want to, you know, like like you were there when I was saying I want to start a podcast. Mm. And it was yeah. something that I was like, this is what God is telling me to yes. do. But even some of the things that God <laughs> wants me to talk about, I'm like... Ha, God, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm not ready. Like, yo, yes. what are people going to say if I start talking about this? But that's the beauty of God, you know. As soon as he takes over your life, mm. he allows you to say things. He allows you to, to meet people and to to be in such environments where, you know, I always say, like, even on, on my on my social media, a lot of people judge me. A lot of people say oh, yes. say things about me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so many perceptions of who I am. Even yes. Some of them that I'm like, huh? Yeah, I know. And I know you'll be sharing that stuff I with me as well. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I did that? <laughs> oh, when? yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I, I don't, I think that's when like that, you know, even with YouTube, like I cannot deal with that. Mm. Uh, amount of fame yes because of what it comes with and you know like just yeah. knowing the fact that you know I remember i was telling you to say my name makes it to dinner tables mm. that's how much people mm. want to oh, know yeah. about my life and things oh, yeah. like that oh yeah and it's like you know when you talk about all these things like grief i guess it's good because it really prepares you mm-hmm. from dealing you know like how you're saying goody you go to family gatherings and you see other families mm. and you and it's things that you internalize but as you grow older you learn to in, you know to accept deal with you know accept it, oh, yeah. okay that's what you and think and be okay with it actually yeah, i'm like oh yeah. that's what you think oh sure fair enough as long as i didn't hurt nobody i didn't exactly. say anything if that's what you think of me you know god bless you and i hope that you know it it, it comes from the right place in exactly. your heart exactly exactly you know, when i do something it's out of, yes. uh, it's out of my heart and i also feel like you know yourself so much mm. so that's the thing it's like you have sometimes negativity coming your way obviously Mm. because you're in social media and stuff but you have so much self-awareness it it most of the times it does not get to you because Mm. you know yourself you know where you stand and and then as well your circle Mm. you know which includes people like us of course Mm. you know and it's like yeah you're so in in touch with who you are at the Mm. core that Mm. anybody else whatever they think outside it's like oh okay i don't know i don't care it's not gonna (laughs) affect me you know whether you want me to accept it or not i Mm. i I don't care Mm. because you know yourself so much Mm. and that's something so powerful Mm. no you know because it's like behind scenes everybody's supposed to be growing self-growth yeah and there's a lot of work that has to that happen with self growth. Yeah, yeah. And I know you and I we talk a lot about self growth. Yeah, yeah. We, we're not lazy. No, we're, we're not we lazy. Work. We work <laughs> like literally. Like yeah, I yeah. Need to, this needs exactly. To go. This, yeah, yeah. And we still show up in the world differently. What you know with the way we are, but yeah. knowing ourselves to the core and that's yeah. important. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually very proud of you, and I'm so happy. That Thank you've invited you. me. <laughs> I hope it's not the last time. No, 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 no. We go. We 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 go and talk about. Yes. We, we, me and you need to do a healing. Se- no, <laughs> no, actually not a healing. Se- yeah. Healing session. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I feel like 
I went into therapy. You went into therapy. I think yeah. we went about the same it's time. About the same time, yeah. yes. And I was yes. like, and we were dealing with different oh, issues. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> Like, I just remember, like, yeah. you know, like, we just literally clicked. But no, thank you so much for joining us on Evolve with Miss Faye. Um, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Please do rate or comment on this podcast. Please do share it with anybody who may enjoy it. And if you want to be a guest on here, if you have a topic that you want to discuss, uh, something personal that people can learn from, please do reach out to me at Miss Faye Living uh, on Instagram or at Miss Faye with double F on, on Twitter. But otherwise, have a beautiful time whenever this episode drops. And we shall see you again on, um, on the next episode. But it's all love from me and my guest, Shami. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.